Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Last Show on Earth. I'm Alistair Brammer. And I'm John Owen-Jones. And you are listening to the podcast for each episode. We ask our guests the enormously important question that nobody ever needed to ask. If there was a huge asteroid hurtling toward Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want, a show you've seen before, one you wish you've seen, or something you've made up entirely. Our guest this episode is an actor, singer, voiceover artist, and extremely talkative gentleman (laughs) that goes by the name of Trevor Dion Nicholas because that's his name. Trevor was born and raised in the USA and moved to London in 2016 to work in the West End when he played the role of the genie in Disney's Aladdin when the show first opened. He loved London and the UK so much that he became a permanent resident here. And since being in Aladdin, his skills have constantly been in demand. Career highlights include spending a few years playing George Washington in the West End production of Hamilton, being a judge on ITV show All Star Musicals, numerous leading voiceover roles in several TV shows and movies, and he is currently earning rave reviews in the Donmar Warehouse production of Next to Normal. We talked to Trevor late last year for about three and a half hours and it has taken ages for this episode to be released because a conversation that long is, well, as you can imagine, a nightmare to edit. In fact, we have had to split the chat into two parts. More detail on that when you listen. But Al and I both agree his last show choice is extraordinary and genuinely hope that it will one day see the light of day. A show that needs to be made, we think. Oh, absolutely. As well as his very detailed and original last show choice, we talked about raising the eyebrows of Lin-Manuel Miranda, dying on stage, and, rather ironically as it turns out, his hatred of jukebox musicals. So let's not hang about as the clock's ticking for the last show on earth of Trevor Dion Nicholas. I truly believe I will either die on stage or because of something on stage. I will I will never retire. I will because, never stop. Because of what? You mean like a giant light is going to fall on your head? <laughs> it's a very toxic mindset that the show must go on, but I, I, I embody it and I live it. On here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last. What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on Welcome to the last show on Earth, Mr. Trevor Dion Nicholas. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. How's thank it going? you, gentlemen. I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the sun is shining on this uh, lovely day. Yeah. I'm here in my kitchen. My dad is has moved into my studio where I would normally be because yeah. he's here visiting. Why is he here visiting? Because tomorrow is my 40th birthday. Wow. So. <gasps> the big 4-0. Yes, yes, yes. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank How you. do you feel about turning... Because uh, 40 seems so old to me. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, I don't feel any... I don't feel any different, honestly. I don't feel any different. I... I, I um, I feel like I'm at the uh, I, I feel like I'm at the best version of myself rolling into forty. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with that. Yeah, that oh, that's sense. good. It's, I'm only six years behind you. I'm only joking. Listen, that six years a lot can happen in those six years. My like mid thirties, I thought I was at my peak, and then nobody did anything for two years. So like, I also feel like I I, I should get two years back. Uh-huh. Yes, it's not fair, is it? Well, listen, I celebrated my fiftieth birthday during lockdown. Can you imagine how? disappointing that was when the big five or <laughs> you're supposed to go to vegas or you know yeah, have a massive yeah, yeah. party you know but i did have a little i did have a little concert uh, as kind of part of the celebration like an online thing mm, which mm, we filmed mm, at the mm, hall 
but it, it kind of took the shine off. It really does. But I hope you have a massive celebration tomorrow. What are you actually? What have you got planned? I'm not having a massive celebration. What I'm actually doing is I. So I'm in. I'm in Hamilton presently. Yeah. Um. So you've just signed. Also, you've just signed a new contract for that, haven't you? Are you extending? Oh, we're half, we're halfway through now. We finish up in June. So um, yeah, this contract finishes up in June. Um, and do you know if you're to... staying on or not? I know, but I'm not going to say. Uh, but uh... <laughs> I'm very aware of what's going to happen in the next year. You know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Can I guess what's going to happen? Yes, yes, yes. I Are you doing a new role? Are you going to play Aaron Burr? No. no Damn it. No. That's what I thought. There was no. a little cheeky grin in your face. And I, and I know that Nick Chris did that in New York. Do you know mm, Nick Chris? Mm, mm. Mm-mm. I don't know him. But he went from George Washington, so I thought maybe you were doing that thing. That is, honestly, so I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving the show in June. Okay, if okay. I was going to stay, it would be like to do that. That's That'd yeah. be the only thing where I'm like, okay, that makes me feel like there's something else I could do. And Burr yeah. would be the role I would want to go into if I was going to do something Mate, it's, you've been in a fantastic position the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, the amount of work that you've done, and you don't just do stuff between you know musical theater you i mean you, mm-hmm. you do voiceovers you branched out into presenting yeah and of course the all-star musicals thing listen you no know? i mean that's incredible listen all-star musicals is a wild ride yeah i bet <laughs> i bet yeah um they they're all-star musicals they're they're really hoping to continue for that to grow and to kind of become more of a thing um the voiceover has been really good i have uh, by the time by the time this is out, I should have two animated series airing on at regular. Amazing, Moly, which is already airing on Boomerang here in the UK, and they're finishing the American distribution for that. Uh, but it's in a bunch of different countries as well. Mm. Um, so I play Lester and Moly. I am Gustav, the the titular Yeti in uh, the Unstoppable Yellow Yeti, which will wow. be uh, should be releasing on Disney Plus really soon. Um, and uh, this December, uh, well, actually releasing, yeah, beginning of December. Um, Christmas my Carol. First, my, yeah, 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 Scrooge Christmas Carol. So my first animated film will be out. You're so, you're so perfect at that part. I, I can just, your, your, your voice to do the Ghost of Christmas present is perfect. It's warm. Yeah. It's welcoming. We had a voice. blast with it. We had a blast with it. The whole creative team was fantastic. Um, and uh, the music team, that one was interesting because I kind of came on board as they were, figuring out like whether the concept was going to work because they were taking like the music and be like, okay, we kind of want to update it, but stay true. Um, so I, I, I went into workshop some ideas. And so like we, I did, uh, I like life. And so uh, the version that they were working with as they were building the rest of the film around was my demo of that. So oh, then wow. when it came to casting, they were like, they came straight to me and were like, we don't want anybody else to do it. If you, if you're willing to, we'd love for you to keep playing. The yeah, that's great. Amazing. Amazing. And yes. what a great cast you're doing it with my friend, Fra. Mm-hmm. Fra oh, he's so talented. He's so stinking talented. Like, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's gross, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know, one of the very first episodes of this, we recorded with Fra mm, in mm. a studio in London. Mm. And the studio was broken into and the laptop that the chat was stored on has disappeared. So no. we've not been able to get him back in the studio. And this is when he was doing Hawkeye, you know, playing one of the of main course. villains in that. And we were so delighted to get him because he was so busy and then it all got lost. I have managed to rope him back in because um, I was at a wedding with him last weekend. So so um, he's he's interested in, in finding another hour and a half, but it just won't be in the studio, which was annoying because it, it felt nice, didn't it, to be in that room? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course absolutely. And his choice was really interesting. But hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get into your choice in a minute as well, because I know yours is really interesting. Trent. I Listen, love your choice. I, yeah. I took the assignment and I ran with it. So I took the assignment and I ran <laughs> well, with it. Well, I mean, when we were first putting this podcast together, you were list, you know, on the list of names. You were one of the first people I put down because mm-hmm. I knew you and I, have, oh God, we've worked together on concerts quite a few times. We've mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. had a blast. We have very similar tastes. We have, um, very... <laughs> you know, in, in, in all sorts of things. You in know, all sorts of things. And... I love, especially Especially in musical theater, it's so difficult to find somebody else who loves metal. Yeah, it's so difficult yeah, to find yeah. anybody else who loves metal. Yeah. And so I was like, "What was that?" I don't remember which concert we were doing first, but we realized, and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be just fine. yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then you know, every time we do gigs together, we you know we go for dinner and we share stories yes, about yes, yes, like yes, Marvel yes. films and music we yes, found yes, and yes. that kind of thing. So yeah, very similar. I mean, I, I like to think that you're a, a black version of me, and I'm a white version of you. I would. I feel like if I was white and Welsh, it, it would, and, and and ten years older, I would. Isn't would that be... just what makes a person John Owen Jones? If I was white and Welsh and twenty years older, I'd be John Owen Jones. White, Welsh, and in your fifties, J O J all the way. Like yeah. absolutely, there isn't anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 
we're going to get into your career a bit more. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you had an interesting journey to where we are today because mm-hmm. you know you you came from like uh, where was it West Virginia in America, yeah, 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 yeah. and you've obviously worked in the states. Then you came over here and you've settled mm-hmm. down here permanently now. Mm-hmm. You've got roots mm-hmm. here. You're staying here. And, you know, you've done loads and loads of stuff. But before we get into that, you know, the fact that you, you work for Disney and, you know, in Hamilton and all this kind of thing, uh, we're going to do a little potted version of your life now uh, with Al's right. 10 questions. Uh, it's a way, basically, of us finding out more about you and our listeners finding out more about you without using cool. the entire podcast to talk about your very interesting life. Cool, and cool, cool. I appreciate that. So are you ready to listen to Al's 10 questions? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. This is Al's 10 questions. Dum, dum, dum. You appeared in Christmas at the Snow Globe at the Globe Theatre, but which ex-Great British Bake Off host co-wrote the piece? Oh, 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 uh, uh, Sandy. Um, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Cool, what's her surname? What's her surname? Oh, I can't remember anybody's surname. <laughs> Sandy uh, Topsky. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Yeah, Sandy, because um, she's this absolute sweetest. Like, we had a great yeah. time together. We genuinely had a blast together. She was uh, She's really yes. lovely, yeah, yeah. Question number two. You have established yourself as a successful voice actor also, including playing Lester in kids' TV show Molly. But which British actress played the role of Mona Lisa? Clue, she's also a Bond girl. Oh, I don't know that. It's tricky. Oh, I've no it's idea. Tricky. Yeah, and he would never have been in the studio with her, would he? I know, that's why these things yeah. aren't fair, are they? It was a lockdown project as well, so we... Let me see, another, another clue. She was also played the lead in Made in Dagenham, the musical in the West End. Oh, I know that is. Yeah. Can I answer that then? I have no idea. I have no idea. Gemma Atterton. Oh, I did know that. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Question number three. You originated the role of the genie in Aladdin. Who famously voiced him in the movie? Robin Williams. Okay, bonus question. Name three other Robin Williams movies in ten seconds. Ten. Nine. Um, toys, Eight, uh, uh, Mrs. Seven, Doubtfire, uh, six, uh, The Birdcage. Five. Very good. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well done. Question number five. In Hamilton, you currently play the role of George Washington, the mm-hmm. first US president. Mm-hmm. But who was the second? Oh, he's gone blank. Look at his face. <laughs> the second US president? Uh, 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 Thomas Jefferson. John Adams. Yes. John Adams, of course. Ah! Yes. Now, can I just say, I think, I'm going to have to research this, but I think he might have had Welsh roots, John Adams. Just saying. The second ever person, I think, was Welsh. Question number six. I'm going to give you to the nearest thousand. How many words to the nearest thousand are there in Hamilton? (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a really hard question. To the nearest thousand? Let's say 20,000. Correct. What? No wow. way. 20,520. Wow. Hey. Very good. Uh, by the way, that's 144 words per minute. That's Isn't that insane? insane. It's yeah. yeah, the show's three hours long, you can tell. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Question number seven. You were a judge on ITV's All-Star Musicals. Mm-hmm. What song did British sex symbol and TV gardener Alan Titchmarsh <laughs> sing on the show? He sang Some Enchanted Evening. Correct. Correct. And listen, I just, I just last month did uh, Love Your Weekend. Did yeah, Love Your right, Weekend with Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's the genuinely the sweetest human being, and I will never forget his performance. He was so nervous, but he was also so genuinely charming and wonderful. It was like, okay, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. He's lovely. Was... I, I did his TV show once. And, Me too. And, uh, you know, twice, actually. He's a lovely. And he's absolutely lovely, yeah. On his show, they played a clip of me. I think I was 14, 15, 13. Right. Uh, yeah. Doing playing uh, Daddy Warbucks and Annie, which which historically would not have happened with the no, of course, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, I played Warbucks too when I was when I was sixteen. I played Daddy Warbucks as well. <laughs> Completely awful casting. Yeah. Anyway, question <laughs> question number eight. Mm-hmm. You graduated from the University of West Virginia. Now I'm going to give you a list of three people and their accolades. One of them did not graduate from West Virginia University. Okay. 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 Which one did not? Is it number one? Chris Sarandon, the voice of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it Scott Crepane, the composer and performer of the Paw Patrol theme song? Or is it Celeste Cruz, one half of the American pop duo Daphne and Celeste? Okay, Scott definitely did. Scott and I are very good friends. We're very good friends. We've known each other for years. Uh Um, Who was the last one? Celeste Cruz, one half of the American pop duo Daphne and Celeste, who had big hits such as U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Hey, I'm hey. guessing she went to WVU and I'm guessing uh, Jack Skellington did not. That's a guess. 
<gasps> You're wrong. It was Jack oh. Skellington did, and Celeste Cruz did not. He did. I love the he way did. you're calling him by his character name, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Chris Sarandon did. Yes. Chris yeah, Sarandon. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because we all remember Danny Elfman as the singing voice more. So I know. Than that's why it's not fair. Yeah. That split. That split of the spoken voice and the singing voice is. It was uh, a bit of a, that was a bit of a red herring, I suppose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number nine. You voiced the ghost of Christmas present in the upcoming adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Complete mm-hmm. this famous line of the characters. Come in! And know me better, man. And know me better, man. Correct! Easy one! And the last question. You appeared on Pointless Celebrities. <coughs> Who is the most pointless celebrity to have ever <laughs> appeared on the show? John Owen Jones. Correct. Yeah. 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 Because it, you have to understand, it was it was scandalous <laughs> that I beat him. Like it was scandalous. Yeah. Like John, John and I, we love each other very deeply, but I could see <laughs> the fire in his eyes as 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 he was eliminated. I was furious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was magnanimous in defeat on the camera, but God, when I got into that green room, I was like, I hate Trevor Dion Nicholas. Why did he get Rufus Hound as his partner? The worst is that you then had to come back out and sing. (laughs) Oh, yes, I did. That's right. You had to come back out and sing after being being (laughs) And then the next time I went on it, I failed again. So, you know, it wasn't really your fault. Yeah, you said, you said, you said. Have you been back since? Uh, I don't think they'll ask me back, seeing as I was apparently the most pointless of all the pointless celebrities, Alistair. Um, so what? Uh, you got seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. That's, that's not bad, bad at all. You know, but we'll give you eight because you've got you've got the three bonus ones as well. So we'll give you eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they've got to come for something, haven't they? Yeah. The Robin Williams one was easy. The Robin Williams one. Robin is like it's like. For for many of us born in the eighties, that's like the the depth. I almost went Popeye, but the fact that toys yeah, came yeah, out yeah, first yeah. was really random for I me. I know, really random. It's not, I don't even like that film very much. Good Morning Vietnam would have been the one that jumped straight into my head. Oh, but um, yeah, Popeye, my god! I auditioned weirdly recently, like two weeks ago, for a film that shoots in Greece, and it, as part of the script in the script for the film, they go to the Popeye set that's still there now. That's cool. I think it's in Malta. It's Malta, isn't it? Is it Malta? Is it wherever? I I love that horrible film. I love that horrible film. Like, it's absolutely terrible. The fact, speaking of different speaking voices to singing voices, when Bluto sings, it's all of a sudden this black guy's voice comes pouring out of the window. (laughs) Really? (laughs) For all of our listeners, please look up the Popeye film, Bluto. I think it's called I'm Mean. He's like, I'm mean, I'm mean, I'm mean. You know what Uh, I mean. We'll put a link to the podcast description. Lovely, Who played him in the lovely. film? Can you remember? Who? Oh, no. I can't remember at all. I can't remember at all. No. Actually, what year was that? I don't think I was born 1980. Yet. 1980? I was not born yet. I was two years before right. my yeah. birth. Okay, thanks a lot. Great. I mean, I'm definitely <laughs> the oldest one in the room today. There's no question about that. So, Hamilton, um, tell us more about that. I mean, you've obviously, you've been in that for a couple of years, and then you went through lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and... it's a weird... Technically, I'm only in my second Hamilton contract, but it feels yeah. like eight, because... Yes. We, I started, I went in in 2019. Um, we shut at the beginning of 2020, like everybody did. Um, then came back and kind of continued the contract, but it was longer than it would have been. Mm-hmm. And then Wicked. started, yeah, we started another same. one. So yeah, it was, it's a weird, yeah. like amorphous <laughs> experience. It just feels like... Was it one of those shows that you like, when you saw it or heard it, you thought, I've got to do that. And not just because yeah. of your ethnicity, but because... It spoke to you. It's one of those shows that you just had to do. Genuinely. So I was coming. So when I saw it, I saw it on Broadway. Um, and I immediately was like, I really, I'd, I'd love to play Washington. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, as I was coming out of Aladdin on the West End, um, I, I knew I, I knew Aladdin was closing. I knew we were coming to the end of the run. I knew I was going to finish the run. Um, I then, uh, we, we began communication with the Hamilton side to be like, Trevor's interested in seeing for Washington. They're like, yeah, great. We'll see him for Washington. But then they kept also pushing for to see me as uh, as Jefferson, as Jefferson yeah. Lafayette. And uh, a big part of that was James Mirago Hart, the original genie from Broadway. When he left Aladdin on Broadway, he went to Hamilton as Lafayette Jefferson. Okay. And so there was kind of this precedence for yes. that track. Yeah, and that's actually really unimaginative of them, isn't it? Yes. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I kind of held strong for it. And I said to them, I was like, I'm not interested in Lafayette Jefferson. I'm only interested in being seen for Washington. Um, which they were willing to accommodate. I came in and uh, showed them why that was the correct the correct position for me. Yeah. And um, I actually had, I know people have horror stories with their Hamilton auditions because it can be really long and drawn out. Mine was actually quite quick. 
I yeah. only was in. I was only in twice, and then they they offered me the role. Oh, uh, you see, quality always comes out, doesn't it? Great, it Jeez. always comes out. You know. I've only met you one time before, Trevor, and that was when we were both we were outside a room in Borough auditioning for something. I, I can't remember what it was, but oh. and you were you were there for something. Maybe you were doing a reading, or maybe you were auditioning for something no else. No idea. I used to live right. It was by you. That. You had your glasses. You're very distinctive. This is fair. I love this. this. Fair. Do you know who would really enjoy this? No, the fact that he can't remember meeting you, Alistair, is Luke Kempner. Yes. Uh, so yep. if anyone's listening, hasn't listened to that episode, where we, we discussed many times during that episode that Alistair uh, met Luke Kempner and Luke Kempner remembered, but Alistair didn't remember him. And now Trevor has reversed it and he yeah. has no recollection whatsoever of meeting Alistair. Luke, this is, if you're listening, I feel so sorry for you because this feels horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I apologize. That's all right. You haven't heard the podcast before, have you? No, I have not. No, okay. Well, there's this thing we do called What Three Words, where we Mm -hmm. showcase an incredibly valuable skill uh, that Alistair Brammer was born with and (laughs) has had to live with all his life, where he can tell you exactly how many letters are in a word or in a sentence. Interesting. It's totally pointless, but it is always... It's always incredibly exciting and thrilling, especially when he gets it wrong, which he has done once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, he does get it right. And he first exposed this uh, skill to me in a bar in New York. And I must have spent half an hour just like... Testing me. Yeah. Anyway, I find it fascinating. I like this. I like this. I like and we, this. And we do this little segment called What Three Words, where we ask you uh, to tell us three words. This is What Three Words. That's what I'm trying to say. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? So, Trevor Dion Nicholas, what are your three words? Octopus. Articulate. Cheesecake. 27. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? That's probably right. I'm not going to bother checking it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there octopus we are. is seven, articulate is ten, and cheesecake is ten. So it's twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. He's checking it. Well done. I'm checking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wee! Hell. Yeah. Well, hell. I know. Isn't that absolutely brilliant? What a fascinating... Fascinating right. and facile. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. You must love Scrabble. Yeah, I do like Scrabble. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that good well, at let's it. Talk about okay, your journey. Okay. Let's talk about your journey to the UK then, Trevor. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 West yeah. Virginia, I mean, it's a long journey just from there to Broadway. <laughs> I, I, uh, my, my, I was a pain in the ass kid. I was always a loud kid. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I would always perform at home. And I, and I had parents who were, especially my mother... Um, who was who were very encouraging of that. My father was a singer, is right, a singer yeah. still. Yeah, he didn't need to do clubs and, and, and stuff like that, your dad. A lot of yeah. like private private events and, and and higher higher level private events. And so he became like in the area especially. Um yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. funny is despite my modern accolades, when I go home, I'm still consistently compared to my father, which is infuriating. Right. But also I understand it. I understand it now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're his son when you go home, and when he comes over yes, here, exactly, he's exactly. your dad. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So no matter what I do, what I can always tell when somebody's from where somebody's from because like the comment on something would be like, "Oh, he sounds just like his dad," and I don't. We sound very different. We perform very differently. Uh, but that I I, I also understand yeah. with the with the the yeah. local mindset, it's a it's a form of support. It's a form of love. It um, is, yeah, but, absolutely. But they but I had two parents who were like saw this kid who was definitely hyperactive and as opposed to trying to ever like stomp out or mute that put me into theater like took me down <laughs> dropped me into an improv class initially i was doing improv classes but i was also singing in them and so the teacher hillary phillips um at the time it was just at the the monarch center downtown of morgantown but she uh eventually grew into a whole program mtc morgantown theater company 
Um, and we started doing musicals and, um, and I was really into it because I would go to the theater with my parents. We'd yeah. listen to cast recordings in the car. Uh-huh. Um, that was like, that was, that was our thing. I was their kid that wanted to go to the theater with them because they both loved the theater. And so it was kind of this love in the family. Yeah. I'm the youngest yeah. of five siblings. Um, I'm, I'm the youngest and, uh, of seven. So um, oh, seven. that's probably why we get oh, on seven. because you have to shout to be heard, don't you? When there's loads of you. <laughs> why, why the move to London? What was well, the... it was work, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was work. It was Aladdin. Um, and I just I was... remembered when we first met, actually, we first met at West End Live one year when it was you, myself and Marisha Wallace and Nathan Amsa oh, yes, singing yes, 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 You're yes, the yes. Voice, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think you'd yes, been yes, in yes, Aladdin. Yes, yes. I don't think you'd been in Aladdin that long at that point. It hadn't even months. been a full year at that point. Hadn't even no. been a full year yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I heard a rumour, Trevor. This is one of those things that sort of you go, that can't be how it works, can it? Oh, and it's probably going to be like when I was offered to do Chris in Miss Saigon on Broadway, mm-hmm. there was a problem, there was an issue with, are we gonna, um, do they want an English guy to come over and do this? And which is understandable, that you yeah, are the reason that I was able to go because they went, right, ah. l- let's swap one genie for one soldier. Ah, I thought, when did you go? When did you go? 2017. No, then it wasn't me. Yo, cause I, I was here before then. I came in 2016. So my swap was, was a scar was a scar for Lion King. I love how that's how it worked. It's just someone, someone does a switch. Yes. <laughs> so it's really interesting then that you, you know, you grew up mm-hmm. with music in your life and, you know, you went to musicals a lot. And that really made me fascinated by your choice mm-hmm. for your last show on earth because it is not an actual no. piece of theatre. No, 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 no. It's a lot more interesting than that. Mm. So why did you tell us? What is your last show on earth? So... I need to preface. I need to. Pre- I, I, I need to kind of put a little preamble in here. Yeah. I hate jukebox musicals. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am not a fan of jukebox musicals. I can be won over by one. I can see it and be like, "Oh, I enjoyed that more than I expected yeah. to." Yeah. But I never approach them with the expectation that that's my thing because my thing is I won't listen to a cast recording before I see a show. Interesting. So, like, I did a. I did an interview with where I was yeah. interviewing Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. and I and I had said to him I was like hey um before I saw Hamilton I avoided this the cast recording like a, like the plague and he was <laughs> a little taken aback by that I was like I was like it's not anything offensive I just like to come in like completely cold completely raw and 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 take that all in so I, I always find with a jukebox musical I find it difficult to stay engaged in a story if I know the songs, if I know what they're going to say, I know what the words are going to be. And of course, sometimes a different arrangement can really surprise you that way. Um, Having said that. (laughs) (laughs) Having said that. Having said that. I I love all kinds of music. I grew up listening to mostly soul and R&B in the house with my parents, but I got really into rock and um, I I got really into a little bit of everything. Um, Yeah. Like late middle school, early high school, I got super into uh, Bev Holtz Five, and so oh, yeah. I remember I was at a birthday party for my friend Sarah Bellotti. Sarah Bellotti was at her birthday party. It was at the roller skating rink, and she put that, on. Come on, this is so American. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> right, we were at the roller skating rink, um, and they had put on their second album, their second studio album, whatever and ever, Amen. And yeah. I was like, I'd never heard it before, and I was like, I'm absolutely obsessed i'm obsessed i'm obsessed i'm obsessed to this this, day when would this have been 1998 99 something like that when did it come out probably a bit earlier 96 it came out earlier but this i heard it i heard it later than that i heard it later than it had been right okay um yeah okay right and so i got i got super attached to it and i i kind of dove in i was like at this point um uh it was much everybody bootlegged everything to cassette so like I, i would borrow the cd yeah, tape it like put the put the cassette okay. in the stereo, and record it that way. Um, yeah. I was then like on a hunt because the internet wasn't what it is today. So I was yeah. on a hunt to find like their old albums, their and and, and the new stuff, and like I was like I, I kind of bounced all over the place trying to find everything. Ben folds. Yeah, five right. Okay. Cool. So Ben folds five. Then for people who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, and what what would you call them? Indie rock, alternative rock, pop rock. They're a, they're a piano they're a piano alt rock band, but it's, it's so 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 Ben Folds Five. You you basically am I getting this right? You basically want to create a musical of Ben Folds Five music. Is that right? Well, not just a Ben Folds Five music, kind of of his whole uh, oh, so Ben Folds of, his, of yeah. his library, which I think is remarkable. And now there's yeah. one cheat in there, which I'll as we get to it, I'll I'll 
I'll, I'll, I'll explain my cheat. I have okay. one cheat in there because okay. there's something he technically didn't write that is that is in there. Right. Um, has this been brewing in your head for all these years? This has been brewing in my head since I was a teenager. Like I, I've always wow. thought, like his music is so it's it's. Uh, there's there's always a comparison to Billy Joel, but I find them very different. I find them very different in their approach to storytelling. Yeah. I find Ben's ability to create characters in his music and 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 to use humor which really humanizes uh these points of view in the songs i i, yeah. I think that's always something that's that's resonated yeah. really well with me. they're really honest aren't they really honest yes 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 and i think it leans itself more towards uh actual storytelling and building a structure around it i think there's a lot of honesty in the emotion there's a lot of honesty in the emotion there's a lot of difficult emotions this is a person who's been married and divorced multiple times this is a mm -hmm. person who has has, has struggled um the yeah. initial biggest hit of ben folds five is the song brick yeah. which uh, like every that's the one that people usually know if they if they pull ben folds five is is brick but at the same time which i did not put in this musical but at the same time brick is about uh it's 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 just sounds like your basic love song but it's it's about it's an, it's a story about a, an abortion that that he'd gone through. And so it's this wow. difficult subject matter that's posed in such an honest but palatable way. And yeah. that's part yeah. of my fascination. And so like, I think it's incredible. That that Army's became... like that too. You know, the song Army yes. is another one that where it's just, it, there's just this, it, it's, it's its own story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my dad said, don't I give it all the way, Alistair. We're going to get to Army. We're going to get oh, to Army. Yeah. Don't give it so, all the way. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You created a whole story, a whole outline, yeah. a treatment, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean that's something I I have talked about in a in a separate podcast actually, where I I did a treatment once for Father Ted the musical, only to be told by my friend that uh, oh they're writing it and they've been writing it for oh. like twenty years. Yeah, fantastic. but you so you've written the whole story, whole treatment using the songs yeah. of Ben Folds and yeah. One Cheat, as you said, using the songs and, of One Cheat. Yeah, and so you sent us a, a song list. Mm -hmm. to listen to as a bit of research for this and it's i've got to say i don't really know benfold stuff at all and you know i really liked it it's i think the weakest thing for me was his voice right oh, I, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. i yeah. think i like to have a bit more drama in a voice mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. lyrics are brilliant and i could totally see why you would lend this to yeah. uh, to yeah. a story yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. understand that. Yeah, I love his voice. I think it's. I think it's like. Vulnerable. I think it's very unique. Yeah, he couldn't necessarily play the character himself. Yeah, which I also, which I also will get into because I, I also have a full character breakdown for the way that oh the show. Oh my god! Right. Well, look. Well, we better get into it because we've already been talking for ages, <laughs> and this could be the world's longest podcast. Okay. Otherwise. Okay. No, that's Joe Rogan. We're not going to do that. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. okay. So so okay. I don't have a title. I don't have a title because I don't know what it's called. I want to mine something from one of the lyrics. I want to mine something from something that, not necessarily the, the title of a song, um, but something that resonates with with the overall story that we're telling. Yeah, and yeah, so you what, can what, work that down the line. You can work exactly, down exactly, the line. exactly. Who knows? We might even come up with one by the end of this chat. Listen, that's true. Yeah. I'm open for suggestions. Um, uh, ben, if you're listening. I hope you I hope you dig what I'm what I'm what I'm putting out. I hope you smell what the Trevor's cooking. So the idea <laughs> the idea here is um like the ninety to hundred minute one act all the way through. Okay. Um we've got we've got hold on, I've got my list here. Don't give people like, an opportunity to leave. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That as well, that as well. But also, I mean like because we one of the things is uh you talked about casting. And so yeah. part of it is not to not to pull from the, the Lin-Manuel Miranda mindset, but if you're going to make something and it's something that you actively perform, I'd, I'd want to make something that I perform in. And so like part of it is Why not? I've created a role that I find would find fascinating to play. Um, we should say, though, at this point that, you know, the concept of this podcast is that the world's going to end. So yeah. you, you want to be working on your last night on Earth, yeah? Absolutely. There's a, there's a massive asteroid heading towards <laughs> Earth, and this musical you've spent all your life creating will only yeah. get one performance with you in it. I'm going to literally knock him dead. I'm going to literally <laughs> the, knock him dead. Like, the ego, <laughs> the ego of the man. <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, I truly believe I will either die on stage or because of something on stage i will i will never retire i will never because, stop because of what you mean like a giant light is going to fall on your head 
something or, or, or some <laughs> some mishap or something where where uh like if maybe something's wrong and i push through yeah. it anyway because you know what we do it's like well it's a very toxic mindset of the show must go on but I, I i embody it and i live it yeah so what's this what's the story tell us what the story so is. i'm gonna kind of i i i'll walk you through it i'll walk you through it okay hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let's pause there for a minute, dear listener. At this point in what turned out to be an unexpectedly epic and very long chat, Trevor goes very, very deep into incredible detail about the concept, plot, characters, lyrics, and pretty much every single aspect of his last show choice that's inspired by the music of Ben Folds and Ben Folds 5. Indeed he does. And to be honest, we love you very much, Trevor. And as interesting as it is, it uh, it went on a bit. When we are editing episodes, we like the finished article to be a listener-friendly and easily palatable hour or so. However, we simply could not find a way to trim the conversation about Big Trev's last show without removing the heart of it. And as it means so much to him, we thought it wasn't very nice to just butcher it unfairly. So, we have cut it out completely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But don't worry, it's not gone forever, Trevor. If you want to listen to Trev talking about his last show on Earth from this episode... And we think you should, as apart from anything else, you'll understand why it got the snip, for want of a better phrase. Then please have a listen to the special bonus episode that's been released alongside this one. You can either listen to it now for context, or later when you have a spare 45 minutes or so. Available wherever you downloaded this podcast. Yes, you made history, Trevor Dio Nicholas. The first ever last show on Earth two-parter. Now, back to the chat, and we pick the action up at the very end of Act One. Blackout. So that would be our interval break. That would be our interval break. Wow, it's incredibly powerful. I, do you know what? This really does need to be made. I know we've still I got half so the show to go, but it sounds, it's, it's in the vein of, Shows like I don't know Spring Awakening and and that kind of like you know mm-hmm. almost hyper real you know next to normal is another one I'm thinking yes. of yeah that's the type of, yeah. that's the, next to normal that's the type of theater I that's yeah. the type of theater I love like I, I love that type of it's the simplicity of character driven storytelling it's not about a big it's not about mm. a big MacGuffin that anybody's chasing it's not about it's just yeah. it's just the difficulty of human emotion and that's why you chose to play the genie. <laughs> Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I, I'm the same. I love things where that you that, that belong in like a 300 seater mm, mm, that mm, you just mm, go and watch yeah. something a small store. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it seems obvious to say last five years because there's so many common themes. Yeah, but of course, of course, of like course. it too is brilliant in that way. You know, yeah. Um, Amazing. So we've hit your potential interval. We won't have an interval. Which I would, I would hardcore rally again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I, I mean, I, I mean, you can tell you're an actor creating this show because you want to go home on an early train. <laughs> you're finished at ten. Absolutely. You get home right one, one and a half hours straight through. Absolutely. I'm but out it's of also there. intense. Wouldn't you need a break physically from the sound of it? Is emotionally very intense so far, you know. No, you know? maybe not. Go on the no. journey. Go on the ride. Get on that train and stay on it. Yeah. If we can get through, come from away in ninety minutes straight through, we can get through. Uh, oh the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. But God, you're desperate for the toilet, but but eighty minutes, 
you know. Well, it depends on the health of your bladder, doesn't it? Especially if you had two big beers in the foyer beforehand, which I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie um, mistake. So, yeah. Well, talking of beers in a foyer, what if this was mm-hmm. your interval then? What would you choose to mm. have as your interval drink if you were watching it? Um, if I was watching yeah. it, oof, if I was watching it, I would go. So, like, my favorite go-to drink is a Moscow Mule. I love a uh, Moscow Mule. But uh, the you know the Americans do that so well, you know, with the little copper mugs yes. and stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 precisely. So, but for this, uh, my other my other go-to would be uh, like I love a really just a nice white tequila on the rocks. Simple. Oh right, okay. Now that's really interesting. I'm not a huge fan of the flavor of tequila. I like it in cocktails, mm, mm, but mm. it's yeah, it's not my kind of thing. Oh, I enjoy it. So do I. Actually, in fact, Aaron Tveit, um, uh, mm-hmm. at, his, at his place on the 4th of July, he introduced me to a good tequila. Because up to that point, I'd just been going slam with like a slice of lemon and salt as a, as a yeah. student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, he was yeah. like, try this yeah. on ice. Try it. It's not cheap. Try it. It makes all the difference. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's nice. genuinely lovely. Like if you get a really yeah. good quality of tequila, you can sit there and sip it gently. Creamy. Like it's, it's, there's so much richness and like, oh, yeah. I love it. And yeah, also like something it. like it's it's it goes in clean and comes out clean and the body doesn't leave a lot. Of yeah, like vodka and stuff. Yeah, I guess maybe yes, I just haven't had the right tequila, you know. Maybe. Listen, next time we hang out, okay. next time we hang out, we'll get it. And we'll is there a, a nice particular brand then? I'm quite bougie, but as long as it's expensive enough to taste nice, I'm on board. So. Okay, well, let's we say something like a Silver Patron, it's just something as basic. I'll go with Silver Patron. Okay, sure. very nice, sounds- very nice. Uh, and or a Moscow Mule, or both. You can have both. Oh, I mean, I'll tell I you what, after listening time. to this, I need more than two drinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, and also, before we get into Act Two, um, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Act One continued, uh, who would be watching this with? Who would be your ideal plus one? Ben Folds. Well, of course. I don't know why you bothered asking the question. That's because perfect. what I need is yeah. that. So, like, yeah. I, I've been very, I've been very privileged. Where I've, I've, uh, there's a lot of people I've admired in my career that I've had the opportunity to spend time with. The work you, you yourself, John, being one of them. Like when, when we, when we got to meet, no, oh, God bless you. Um, you, you have the, you have uh, the voice of an, a, you have the voice of a generation, and I think it, you oh. continue to. You continue to uh, show why that generation is ever, ever evolving. And ever oh, changing. thank you. And I'll tell you something. We are definitely keeping that in in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the preview. That's the preview. That's the one you pop up. Yes, indeed. We'll use that on the promos. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, but I, 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 I've never had the opportunity to meet or to work with Ben Folds. I would love to. I would love to. And so um, part of the idea of this is I would love to collaborate with him directly in the, in the sense of, of, of building this and of creating it. And so what I would love to do is to have him be the one that sat there watching it. Um, Let me make a suggestion to you now. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you know Lin-Manuel. Uh, and he probably would be the best person to open that door to you. I think this is something that, I mean, we might not even keep this bit in, but really, this you should get get on with this. Interestingly enough, so Alex Lacamoire, the, the Hamilton uh, music supervisor, but of course he he does absolutely everything now, Yeah, um, is actually very good friends with Ben Folds, and they, they've communicated more than once. He's a <laughs> massive fan of his music as well. Uh, Richard Beadle, who was our MD on Hamilton here in the West End, he left last year. Um, but he's another massive fan of Ben Folds. He and I have discussed our mutual love of him many times. And so I I genuinely think, and it wasn't until I was like really ironing through the details of this again last night when I was like, I think I might actually try and reach out and be like, yeah. hey, I have this idea. Would he be willing to to have a conversation about it? Mm-hmm. Um, because okay. I don't, I, I never, I never, I don't really fanboy. Like I don't really fanboy. There's very few people who I would be arrested. I would feel arrested to be in their presence. Uh, there'd be a sense of that with Ben because I, I'm so enamored with with his work and his writing and his music. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But also, I, I'm 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 far too down the rabbit hole not to understand the humanity of of all of it and that everybody's just just a human being. Yeah. So uh, I I I really would like to approach. He'd be the one I'd love to be sitting there watching. The other one, honestly, would be and unfortunately it's not possible. But would be uh, my mother because she passed. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. she passed at the beginning of of last year, 2021, and so yeah. but she was one who because she was not into most of the rocks that I was listening to. But when I would put Ben Folds on, she would stop, she would lean in, and she would engage. And she's like, this is fantastically written music. And it was something she enjoyed as well. Oh, um, yeah. And her favorite Ben Folds song 
is also in this, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, you, so you're sitting there with Ben. You're sitting there with your mum on the other side. You've got a glass of tequila in one hand. Well, I'm on stage. I'm on stage. I'm on stage. So Ben and my mom are sitting together. Ben and my yeah, mom are sitting yeah. together. Both of them being hypercritical of you, I should imagine. Genuinely. My mother was the most, I've told you this before. She was the most hypercritical of my work. And I appreciate yeah. it really? always because she was like, she was always honest. Yeah. And like, it, even as a mother, I think yeah. that was that that's important and that carry that carries a lot. So, um, and it allowed me to kind of stay hypercritical of myself to kind of stay yeah. trying to grow and trying to advance and all that stuff. And it grounds that's, you too. It's like those people, there's a, there's like a handful of people in, in your life that you sort of allow to speak yes. to yes, you yes, like yes. that. And your parents mm-hmm. are two of them, aren't they? It's, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was the same, you know, you know my parents were exactly the same. I mean, they loved mm-hmm. what I did and I was very proud, but you know, if they didn't like it, they just like kind of didn't bother yeah, saying yeah, anything, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. enough. You know, oh, did you enjoy it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not really. Mm, or they would mm, say mm. it's not really my thing. Not as good as lame is. <laughs> no, that was the one show that they held above everything else, yeah. which is possibly why I stayed in it for so yeah. long. And my brother was the same. He, whenever I called home, he would, um, you know, because mm-hmm, my parents mm-hmm. lived above the butcher shop that they owned and he lived there as well. And when I called during the day when the shop was open, they would answer the phone in the shop. And then I would, oh, can I speak to mom? She was upstairs and my brother would open the door to the flat and in front of everyone in the shop say, mom, John's on the phone. Yeah. Golden bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I so. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, if you call home, you're still the kid mm-hmm. that annoyed them when you were yeah. young. You know, you're not anything that special. And that's, yeah, you're right. It is really grounding. Right, let's stop things there once more and do another little cut here as we do a deep dive into Act 2 of Trev's Ben Folds musical, or rather, Part 2, because it's a one-act show. We discussed the show in forensic detail again, including the song Trevor's Mother Loved and the debut, that's not actually a debut, of Warhorse Whistles. I think also we should point out that if you listen to the bonus episode, you will get a link to the songs discussed on Trevor's public Spotify playlist. What value for money you're getting. Two episodes and a Spotify playlist. Value for money? We don't charge for this. Oh, yeah. Let's shut up and get on with it then. Picking up the chat as the lights go down on the end of the show. Beautiful ending. Bravo, for a start. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly in-depth pitch. Yeah. You've literally talked us through a whole musical that you've created from start to finish using someone else's music. And how, I mean, the incredibly apt uh, lyrics for a lot of these songs and how they fit this story you've created and how you've managed to pick them apart. I have to ask you, though, Trevor. Yeah. Is it personal? It's the, the aim for honest communication, the aim for being a better person on the other side of it is where the personal aspects really come into it. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, aim yeah, yeah. Of, of understanding how I've navigated relationships previously, understanding how I failed in those, understanding how I failed partners in those relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and but a it's lot also about understanding how they failed you as well. It's not mm-hmm. all on you, mm-hmm. don't forget. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, and, and putting that into a piece of art, which is what this sounds like it's going to be, it's not exactly, I mean, it's not going to be the biggest new, it's not going to be the new Les Mis or the new Phantom, is it? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's almost, I mean, I could see this winning the Pulitzer Prize, for God's sake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that, would be, kind of... that would be the aim. That would be the aim. That's, this isn't something that, this isn't, I, I don't want this as part of the the the, the musical theatre factory. I want this as something that, that I just, it, it's funny because you because you, you made the joke. It's like, yet I, I I chose to play the genie and I enjoy those things. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, of the art that I enjoy taking in is not always that. It's 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 both sides Absolutely. of it. And so oh, yeah. I, I want, as many of us do in this industry, I want to be remembered and I want to be remembered for the work, not just for the flash, not just for yeah, the yeah, moment. Yeah. I want to be remembered for the the, the the depth of the work and and, yeah. and the and the the humanity that's in all of it in different ways. So like even yeah. with I I had to fight because it's it's Disney and Disney's always well yeah look Disney, the thing so is I had to fight yeah. to maintain some of the humanity even in this 
magical yeah. Yeah. Guy. it's, it's so incredibly like, important to me as well and i'm sure to you yes. alistair that you i mean you can be the showman you have to be the showman in so many mm. ways but when you get to connect with a character and tell a story that moves an audience there's no greater yeah. feeling as a performer yes. and you know yes, to yes, be yes. able to do that with a piece of work which you seem to have created here uh which would probably be incredibly moving in the theater you know because it would touch on so many universal themes yeah yeah you might never have been through a divorce but everyone's been through a breakup everyone's mm, been mm, through mm, that exactly. you know and everyone and there's always an innocent court in the middle you know which is what claire would be you know and, and seeing it through her eyes and how it affects her you know and if that isn't a bad thing and how she could come out of that positively might be the positive message of the show yeah you know because yeah. ultimately people do go to see shows for entertainment and escapism but you also i love the fact that it's not totally upbeat and everything's going to mm. be fine that's but i, think I that's... also feel like the tone of the music a lot of it is so fun like it's so yeah. fun there is this joy yeah. especially in their youth it's a lot of joy and it's a lot of excitement and it's, it's it feels very punk rock and i'd love to I'd love to do a similar band setup to the classic Benfold Fine lineup, where it's just piano, bass, and drums. Like this is bass. like a producer's dream, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got, yeah, small like, cast. You know, five actors, five in the mm -hmm. band, but they would probably need an interval. No set. Yeah, no set. Yeah, no set. No set. Uh, it's very well, hard. Like, any set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, another title for the show as well that came across to me was Lonely Avenue or something similar, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that kind of feeling of solitude you have even when you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. you know? That, There's that a couple of songs well. I wanted to work in and I couldn't fit, um, that I couldn't really fit with the narrative. There's one uh, from Above, which is also on Lonely Avenue, yeah. which is really interesting. And it's about, um, it's about like the idea of a, of a soulmate. And like, if you meet a soulmate, uh, the, the most likelihood is if you meet a soulmate, it's not the person that you're with. It would be right. very, very rare. Yeah. So it's like the, the yeah. ideas from above, it's easier to see the patterns of everything to see okay, where... But these, but these are the songs that you've, you've got in mind. They they could be woven in by Ben when he creates it in True. the room with you, right? Yes, yes, you know, exactly. Certainly, I mean, exactly. you know, that's that's nice, isn't it? It's very um, cool. You know, I'm certainly certainly for the mega mix at the end, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> go, 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 Benji, you know what they say. <laughs> Talking of the end, um, after this uh, emotional evening, um, mm -hmm. you know, where would you go for dinner with Ben? Oof. Um, I don't know if Ben's a vegetarian. Let's pretend I he, he can eat anything. Okay, then we're going to temper. So oh, temper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or to Pass Young for the cheesesteaks. No, Pass Young Avenue, yeah. So, okay. I don't know either of these places. I don't know either of these places. What are they? Right. Okay, well, Temper was run... There was a restaurant in London called Pitcue, the best barbecue place I think mm. I've ever been to, which is sadly no longer. But the owners of that then started a new thing called Temper, which is a steak, taco, burger place, which is phenomenal. It's incredible. Really, really good. They've it's got a incredible. Food. One of the best steaks I've ever had. Yeah, and they... Um, I want to tell you about a restaurant I went to the other day, Trevor, which is, uh, called Fallow. Have you been there? Yes, yes, yes. Holy I went shit. recently. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did you, have, did you have the mushroom parfait? No, I didn't get the mushroom part. Should have had. They grow their own mushrooms in oh, the ceiling. Yes. It's, it's incredible. Fowl is incredible. Yeah. Fowl is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. The, I think it's possibly the best burger I've ever had. Uh, that burger was unbelievable. Yeah. That burger was unbelievable. Also, the I had the uh, the venison as well, which is fantastic. So okay, I went with a couple right, friends yeah. and we got like everything. We ordered the yeah, venison yeah. was fantastic. I'm going back there. Um, but so yeah. The, uh, so but anyway, look, yeah. look, we don't want to get into that. We've already sold for a long time. Temper or uh, what was it? Passion Avenue. Passion Avenue. So. Uh, a restaurant that, that Trevor took me to, uh, which is kind of like a, like a bar from Philadelphia that's been literally lifted up and put in London. And they make, you know, the fake cheese on the on the fries. and But they make know, like, like a, a proper, like, U.S. Philly cheesesteak. Like, it yeah, tastes yeah, yeah. very it's, authentic. It, yeah. The rolls, like, everything. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. and they show football Ooh. games and baseball and stuff. So where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Temper or mm. Philly Cheesesteak Avenue? <sighs> If my mom's with me, we got to go for the cheesesteak. Okay, so what's that? What's okay. it called? That, what's it called? Felica Passiunk. Passiunk Avenue. Pas okay. Yeah. Named after Passiunk Avenue in Philadelphia. Like incredible, incredible food. Let's quickly do a thing. It be this began as the um, club singer round, where John would sing a song um, in the style of a club singer, and our guests would have to mm -hmm. guess what this song was. It's usually a song that's something to do with them or their career. Um, then it became um, uh, Mandy Sings, which was where John would do an impression of Mandy Patinkin. 
Then I did something mm-hmm, called mm-hmm. Josh Groban Sings. This week is the debut of what we're going to call <laughs> Warhorse Whistles. Now, when I was in Warhorse, you had to do this thing to call the horse, Joey, which was this. Mm-hmm. And that would that the horse would come. I've managed to yeah. vaguely, by using my fingers, create some kind of tunes. Um, okay. So okay. you're able. You're, so, like, for people listening, though, you are basically creating this with your hands. Yeah, like you little, sort of create a cup like with a, your like fingers, a little, like a little yeah. hand, like a little hand ocarina. Almost. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you blow into the yeah. thumbs, and you make the sound, not like that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna attempt, and it's not very good. I'm gonna attempt to play a song to you. And you have to guess what that okay. song is, okay? Okay, okay. It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and guess at the song that he whistles. It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. It's Warhorse Whistles. This is Warhorse Whistles. Okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that... Go on, go on. <laughs> so, like, Trevor's really concentrating. He's got his hands on his headphones. He's got his eyes closed. He's ready for this. Just... Go for okay. it. A whole new world. Yeah! <laughs> a whole new world. A whole new world. Really good. A whole new world. You really... Thank you for not making us suffer a longer yeah. version of that, Trevor. You really, you, really chose an, you really chose an uncomfortable key to start that yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and guess at the song that he whistles. It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. It's Warhorse Whistles. That might never appear again. That might never appear again. We'll see. We'll no, see. You, you have to keep doing that. You have to keep doing that. I think if there's anything, if there's anything to show, show like a full video clip of, it's this whole moment. Yeah. This whole interaction right here. <laughs> I mean, it's especially annoying because we'd have to create a whole new theme tune just for right. it. Mm, um, right. Uh, but, but look, since we're on a light-hearted vein, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to play you now a celebrity question that's been sent in uh, by someone that I... Well, he's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent me a voice note, and you're, it's going to blow your mind who it is, let me tell okay. you. Is it but, Ben Folds? Uh, here we go. So, no, it's not Ben Folds. No, it's somebody, <laughs> it's somebody very famous. Though I think... When what's my dog barking at? Hang on, the whistling, the whistling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, I think, yeah. So I think um, I think he might have had a cold or a sore throat when he recorded this. But here we go. Ooh, it's the celebrity question. Ooh, who could it be? Who's the celebrity? Question from Trevor. Hello. I gotta tell you, I kept saying no to John and Al. They kept asking me questions, and every time I said no, they kept coming back. I thought I was out, and then they pull you back in. They're a couple of big asses. Trevor, what musical? Do you hate? Hoo-ha! What musical do you hate? Hoo-ha! 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 Yeah, there we are. Wow. So that was, uh, that was Al Pacino. It was Al Pacino, yeah. clearly. Yeah. I think the yeah. most remarkable thing is, like, in all honesty... <laughs> I think we all know Al Pacino has uh, has has almost become a parody of himself anyway. So like there there's a genuine like like yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I love the way he quoted two of his films as well. Fantastic. You know, Big Ass and <laughs> and the whole Godfather thing. He's so kind. Yeah, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, good old. But Al anyway, what what musical do you hate? What musical Hoo-ha. do I hate? Hoo ha, hoo ha. What musical do I hate? I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to say because then I'm like, what? Because you might be casting it, and then you'd have to live with it. Come on, surely you're not going to want to do a show you hate, do you? Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Um, I, know, I, I hate. Oh God! And I, I have, I have friends and people in, who've who've done this show and who who I love very much. I, I appreciate their work that they've done in the show, but I 
hate, I can't say this in England, I hate Mamma Mia because I can't stand I ABBA. knew you were going to say Mamma Mia. <laughs> I can't stand ABBA. I can't stand ABBA. I hate Mamma Mia. I hate that yeah, show. That totally falls into what you said about hating jukebox musicals at the time. There it is. At the very there beginning of this extremely long podcast mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you then told us in detail about your jukebox musical. You but what I told you about was an elevation <laughs> of the jukebox musical art form, which is what uh, I think if you're going to do it, yeah. if you're going to do yeah. it, don't do the simple cash in with it. Like as, yeah. as, as much success as Anne Juliet has had, as much success as Moulin Rouge has had and will continue to have, um, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is the, the simplest form of it, where you just take the songs that are popular, uh-huh. you put them in there because people know them. But I think the idea yeah. of taking songs that are written, not necessarily the most popular songs of an artist, and then using it to elevate a story and elevate the art form of a jukebox yeah, yeah, yeah. musical is the way. Amen. Well, I tell you what, you you need to have a chat with um, you need to have a chat with Matt Lucas, our very first guest on this, who chose Mamma Mia as his last show on earth. So when if I ever get you two in a room together, I'll start that conversation and then and just leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt and I have never met, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a great well, way okay. to go. <laughs> We normally we normally do a recap, but it's going to take a long time to recap that. But mm. I'll do a very quick recap. Yep. Cool. So, your last show on earth would be a reimagining of the jukebox musical in the form of Ben Folds the musical, untitled, working title. Mm. You would star in it yourself, alongside many other wonderful actors. However, should you be able to watch it, you would have a silver Patron tequila on the rocks in the interval, or maybe a Moscow Mule. You would go with Ben Folds and your mother, and you would go to Passyunk Avenue afterwards for a delicious Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, that sounds like a good evening. Yeah, so, so, so oh, one good thing we didn't yeah. ask you, actually, what would your dream venue be for this? Uh, it's got to be something small and intimate. Don Mar would be lovely. Young Vic would be lovely. Something that uh-huh. feels, something that, where you feel, you feel, you feel the people. You feel the people. It doesn't feel like yeah, it's just yeah. the stage. Where, I was thinking nobody... Don Mar when you were saying it. So Ben Folds is from Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, North Carolina. Is there a venue there that would suit this? I have no idea. Do you think? I don't know. No I don't idea. Know. Well, you need to do your research, for Christ's sake. we got to do it here, though. we got to do it here. I live here. We have to start it. Oh, yes, start it here. So, yeah. And then we take it to like okay. a small Broadway house afterwards. Yeah. Okay, where? Circle yeah. in the Square, maybe? or Exactly, Circle in the Square. It's the first yeah. thing on my mind. Circle yeah. in the Square. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Lovely little venue. Lovely. Well, I mean, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, we're going to ask you for your Billy Elliot joke. Now, as yes. a lot of people listening to this know, we often do this thing at the end of the show where we ask guests to tell us their joke that they mm-hmm. would tell if they were ever to audition for Billy Elliot, because apparently that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. They always uh, ask you to tell a joke and do it in a Newcastle accent. Now, obviously, Trevor, even though you're a very skilled voice artist, we're not going to ask you to do a Newcastle accent. <laughs> Thank um, God. But we would like you to tell us, we would like you to tell us, what is your Billy Elliot joke? Sure. Uh, so uh, before before we got on the call, uh, I went to the doctor's office uh, today. I had an appointment to talk about my, my premature ejaculation, but nobody was there. I guess I came too early. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> You know, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> you know, um, I did tell you, didn't I, when we got into this? Before I said, you said, you asked me, do I have to tell a joke? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went, oh, I said, don't worry, they're never normally very funny. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was quite funny, and it was also very close to my real life. So, oh, John. Uh, yeah, it hurts oh, a lot. John. And on that note, on that note, on behalf of Alistair and myself, we'd both like to thank you very much, Trevor Dio Nicholas, for sharing thank with you, us an incredibly long and detailed last show on Earth. Bravo! Thank you very thank much. You the magical Trevor Dion Nicholas there discussing his detailed last show concept. Well, a little bit about it anyway. Listen to the bonus companion episode to get the full producer's pitch version of his Ben Folds musical. Three and a half hours we talked for. Exhausting. I think the chat was probably longer than the potential length of his last show on Earth choice. We did love talking to him, though. As we've said, the bonus episode is available for your pleasure, along with a link to Trevor's listen-along Spotify playlist, available where you found this podcast. Maybe save it for a long car journey, I don't know. (laughs) Now, if you like this episode, then please check out our back catalogue on Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, please leave us a review wherever you can, as it really helps people discover this show. Glowing five-star reviews are only accepted, please. 
Please also follow us on at The Last Show Pod on Twitter and at The Last Show on Earth Podcast on Instagram. We've kept you long enough, so we'll keep our goodbye brief, say a swift farewell, and look forward to your company again for the next, hopefully shorter, one-part episode of The Last Show on Earth. On here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. We've been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last. What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show on Earth? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs>